Oh, are they having fun? Well, it's not like going to the beach fun or making out with your sister fun. It's more like shoving shards of broken glass up your ass and taking a bath in Tabasco sauce. Stereo channels, fine. Do that. Um. Oh, yeah. Fuck, man, I'm tired. Oh, same, man. Fucking five hours of sleep, and then Charlie's banging on my door. Yo, bitch, come help me shovel. <laughs> Oof. And like that was fucking three feet of snow right there. I got calluses on my hands already. Jesus Christ. Yeah, dude. They haven't even attempted to get the snow at my apartment yet. They've just fucking left it, and they'll leave it till someone complains, and then they'll come do it and be like. What are you talking about? Yeah. We had to fucking dig out the mailbox, too, because our mailman's a fucking piece of shit. Doesn't deliver the mail if it's not cleared out because he doesn't want to get out of his damn car. Yeah, dude, that's how it was with my parents. And it would be like the plow would fucking bury that shit. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, we can't we can't deliver you the mail. And I'm like, like, what the fuck, <laughs> man? Whatever happened to no matter wind, shine, rain, yeah. snow? What the fuck happened to that? Yeah, I'm like, y'all even say snow in that shit. You should be able to do that. That ass. I mean, I get it's 2021, but that doesn't mean you can still be a bitch. Facts. I feel like society has progressed past the point of being a bitch. <laughs> I mean, you would hope. You would hope, but I mean, I'm not I'm not holding my breath on that shit. That's very true, very true. Um, welcome to the first episode of... The Left Tim. Um, We're a podcast that talks about... Kind of living in a small town, and specifically things in our small town that is Rexburg. Um, Mainly talking about our lives and how we don't really fit in here. And we are not the norm, as you would say. At least I would say. I don't know about yeah, for anyone sure. else. <laughs> um, and that, that's kind of what I wanted to do in this um, in this first episode here, is kind of define what, like... You know, I keep saying the default settings, you know, big fucking air quotes around that. But, you know, with the, with the default settings of, you know, people in Rexburg and some of these other small towns um, are. So I figured we'd start with that. Um, kind of some of the things that I think of when I think of, like, the default settings. If someone's like, oh, I'm from Rexburg, um, you're probably Mormon. You're more than likely a Republican, which which isn't in and of itself a bad thing. Mm -hmm. But you mix those two things together and you get kind of just some like really shitty people. <laughs> a little bit. I mean, you get you get the few uh, outliers there where you're like, hey, you're actually pretty neat person and I fuck with you. But then there's the others where you're just like, oh, you're just another yee yee motherfucker that I want to rearrange your face. For real. And I mean, even some of these, I, I feel like a lot of the um, the more redneck people here, I can get along with better. Yeah, because like at least you know bit. a lot of them are in you know some different scenes as far as you know maybe they're not as Mormon but they make up for being shitty and being so incredibly authoritarian and Republican and a lot of them are man you can't even drive down Main Street without seeing one or two Trump flags and Blue Lives Matter flags on the back of some trucks. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I'm like you y'all forget what being a redneck was about. Like, originally, this was about, like, you know, NASCAR is invented by rednecks, you know, because y'all are like, hey, I want to make my car faster to outrun the police. Why am I trying to outrun the police? Because fuck them. Exactly. I mean, it was, it was more prohibition, but, you know. Oh, yeah. 
the um the switch culturally to them you know defending the police to this extent is fucking weird to me yeah i'm sure it's it's um a really big thing with them supporting the police and all that and all those trump supporters where nowadays they're kind of grouped in one of the same whereas you were saying it used to not be like that because it was like fuck the government fuck the police we don't want that shit and now it's all, ooh, Daddy Trump, ooh, ooh. <laughs> For real. Um, so I guess to start off, um, I'm going to introduce myself. My name is Ben. I've lived in Rexburg for about 10 years now. Before that, I lived in Utah. So I've been around the whole Utah, Idaho, Mormon type people. And, and this isn't an anti-Mormon program by any means. Oh, you know, yeah, it, yeah. I um, a lot of my family is still Mormon, and I still love them. And I know that there's plenty of people in the church that are awesome people but i found that at least in rexburg there's a big difference between like a rexburg mormon and like other mormons <laughs> oh definitely and it's i, I kind of noticed it because I'll, I'll introduce myself i'm zap uh i've only lived here for about uh over a little a year and a half but i came from a small town so the mormons were kind of the same you know that small town mentality whereas oh if you're not like us and and i i definitely see that you know being from utah originally as i've kind of reconnected with some of those people i knew when i was younger i've noticed a lot of them have started to lean left you know kind of breaking out of the typical things in the area and utah has actually surprisingly been more blue like through the past election than they oh yeah and they have oh, yeah. been in the past and that's yeah i thought it was pretty cool same with arizona actually they were blue and I was really surprised about that one. Huge surprise. Oh, yeah. Like, coming from there, it was like, I see that they're blue this this time around. And I was like, oh, wow, that's a surprise to me, buckaroo. Jeez. For it being such a small place, you know, having like 20,000 people or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like so many people around here either grew up on farms or, you know, it, it is kind of a farming community, you know, besides from BYU and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of BYU and some of the people it brings around because you get some really just weird. It's, yeah, with the college, it turns into a grab bag of people and you're not sure what you're going to get anymore. Yeah, like I've been you know i've been over at apartments i played basketball at the ridge one night with some of my friends and it was like it was like 9 30 it was over the summer so it wasn't even like dark out yet and we had this dude yelling at us out his window and he was like hey some of us have to go to work at two in the morning can you freaking keep it down and he's one of these guys he's leaning out his window he's wearing the byu idaho shirt like you know, with a lot of these people, they, they fit the Rexburg aesthetic very well. They blend in very well here, you know, having grown up in the church, probably in a church-heavy area, and have never really been exposed to anything outside of that. And, you know, the few cases they are, you know, I like I went to high school here. You had maybe like five or six kids that like you knew like weren't Mormon. And there was always kind of a, you know, maybe earlier on, not as much in high school, because I kind of grew out of the, the whole Mormonism thing to an extent. But at least in like junior high, and in middle school it was a lot of like oh well i don't know if i really want to hang out with them like they they're not even a member that's you know and i we can't really associate with people like that Mm -hmm. and you know my parents kind of influenced that you know nothing that's you know their fault per se but it was definitely 
well, you know, there's so many good kids around here that do go to church that you could hang out with. So you don't really need to be associating yourself with people who aren't a part of that. And, you know, as I grew up, I kind of stopped being as, well, I didn't stop being active because my parents made me go to church every week, go to mutual every Tuesday. You know, I never miss any of that stuff. And even after I, um, after I graduated out of priests, I got immediately appointed as a scout leader at 18, 18 and a half, 19. They're like, yeah, you can, you can just be a scout leader so you can still like come to scout camp and stuff. You know, with it being such a Mormon populated area, I was really surprised at the fact that at least in my neighborhood, there was like no one else my age. And so I spent a lot of time being the only, I was the only deacon for a long time. I was the only teacher for clear up until the last like four months of me being a teacher. Then we got a quorum of like 13 and I was the president. I was like, oh, hell yeah, I finally got a quorum. And then <laughs> four months later... I turned 16, I was a priest, and I'm the only priest. You know, I didn't really have the opportunity to be hanging out with, like, kids my age as far as, you know, church activities or anything. But I got along with the other guys well enough that they just immediately put me in scouts. And they're like, yeah, you can be a scout leader because we're basically just giving you an extension of being in scouts. Yeah, that's that's kind of weird. I get, I definitely get what you're saying. I mean, personally, I just didn't give two shits. So they were like, yeah, we're not really, we're not going to appoint you to anything. We know you don't care. So we're not going to try if you're not going to try. And I was completely fine with that. It was about... Um, second year of high school, I mean, didn't finish high school, but that's beside the point. It was about then where I kind of came to my own terms about the whole Mormon religion and all that. And I decided like, you know what, this isn't for me. I mean, I'd still go to seminary and all of that. I finished all four years, surprisingly, but it was, I would always gravitate more towards the people that weren't like, they were, they were a seminary or a church because they had to be, their parents were making them. Or they went because they wanted a break from school or something, and that was the only other hour that they had and didn't want to ditch it. And then their parents would be all mad and in their shit about ditching seminary, so they would go and just sit in the back and mess around on their phone or something. And I'd be that person too. But uh, it's definitely with the small towns and I mean certain small towns, not all of them. The one, the the town that I came from, there was a very prominent Mormon culture, and like he was saying, there was only four people that you knew, four or five or whatever, people that you knew weren't part of the church. It was kind of the same for me with my parents. So they were telling me, oh, you don't need to hang out with those people. There's people in the church that you need to hang out with. And same with dating too. They really wanted me to find a girl that was in the church and wanted, they wanted that girl to get me back into the church where I'd start going back to church and all of that for her. That, that kind of put resentment towards my parents were like, I'm just trying to be me here. Like, if you want me to be happy, then let me do my thing. I don't want this religion. It's not for me. And it's just going to make me bitter and towards you, towards the church, towards everybody that's in the church. But thankfully... I kind of did my own thing and I realized like, yeah, even if you are in the church, you still can be chill. I have friends that are in the church. They're heavily in the church, but we're still really good friends and we talk and almost every day. It's not that just because someone's in the church and you're not doesn't mean you can't be friends, doesn't mean you can't talk and all of that. But there is a stigma, especially here in Rexburg, that uh, if you're not part of the church and then they're like, you stay away. Like people take one look at me. I got a fucking split dye in my hair piercings all over my face and they look at me and they're like ah sinner run the other way because they don't want to talk to me and don't actually want to get to know me and it, it kind of sucks you know i just want to be friends but no 
just because I'm not part of the church, I, I can't be in your life. And it, it's, it's kind of bullshit, you know? Oh, yeah. I definitely see that, you know, because I, I try and be like, do you want some help real quick? Or, hey, do you want me to take your cart back for you? Or, mm-hmm. You know, just stuff like that where I'll occasionally, you know, just try to be nice to someone that's next to me if I see they need a bit of help. And people were all on board with that until... <laughs> Until, you know, they notice, oh, he's got tattoos or, oh, his ears are pierced. He's probably not in the church anymore. Mm -hmm. And even with my job, too, you know, I'm fortunate now to have some really cool coworkers that, you know, one of my or one of the people I'm starting to become really good friends with is definitely a strong member of the church. And he's, he's an awesome guy. Like me and him get along really well. He's really into all the nerd shit that I'm into. You know, he hooked it up with some magic cards. We're talking about doing a and d campaign and some of this stuff where I'm like, okay, cool. You know, you're, you can be in this culture, but not completely absorbed in it. And I, I see that a lot with people here. They judge in an instant and it's almost final judgment. They're like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, you look like that. Well, I'm going to uh, stay as far away as physically possible mm-hmm. or, and, and it's not as much with younger people, but I would say a lot of people, once they hit their thirties and forties and up, and especially if they have kids, man, Oh, yeah. People oh, look at me, yeah. like, if I'm at, like, Walmart or whatever, there's fuckers that look at me like, oh, my God, he's going to kidnap my children or some yeah, shit. Right? And I'm like, man, I I don't give a fuck about your kids. I don't like any kids. Dead ass. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's the same for me. I'll be walking to work or some shit, and I get so confused. There's one day, some days, people will literally cross the street so they don't have to walk by me. But then oh, there's yeah. other days where people are like, oh, hey, what's up? How are you doing? And I low-key don't know how to react when they do that because i'm yeah. used to everyone ignoring me I'm yeah like, oh uh, hi it's usually like getting ignored is like the best option yeah there's a lot of passive aggressiveness or like non-verbal hostility that comes across yeah i really only see that in you know mostly some of these older people and especially people that are stronger in the church i was at a i was at the walmart gas station because that's like one of the only places you can get you can get 40 ounces around here yo and I was stocking up for the weekend, so I had, like, six of those shits. And oh, I can barely yeah. carry them. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there. I look like a fucking alcoholic. I'll admit it. I've got my arms loaded <laughs> with fucking beer. And I dropped one of them, and I was like, oh, shoot. And so I grabbed it. And there's one guy in line. He got, I got talking to him because he made a joke about me dropping my soda. And, <laughs> and then he saw what it was, and he was like, oh, I see. You're partying. And I was like. Hell yeah, man. And he told me a story about um, when he got a DUI and tried to run from the police. Oh, shit. He got like okay. a $5,000 ticket for it. Ooh. And it was genuinely like a good interaction I had with this just random guy at Walmart. But, you know, there are other people in line behind me that just looked appalled. And me and this guy are sitting there and we're joking and stuff. And there's a mom with her kids. She looks, and I didn't even, you know, I, I try not to swear in public around people. Just as a courtesy thing. I mean, I definitely have a language problem, but I, I try and control it when I'm in a situation where I don't know if it's acceptable or not. Oh, yeah. And so I would be talking about like, oh, yeah, man, you know, this freaking stuff is like, eh. but, you know, she was looking at me like I was, you know, dropping the F-bomb every other word and all this shit. And I'm like, man, I'm, I'm just doing my thing. I, I don't get what what's got you so upset about me just, you know, being here. Low key, I just don't give a fuck. I'm going to be me. That's that, that's what pleases me. I'm going to be me whether anyone else likes it or not. And I'm just living my best life. And I try not to curse in front of at least little kids. Adults, they're fucking adults. They can deal with it. Yeah, you, you can know? get over it. Yeah, you can grow the fuck up. 
and realize that there's more than just your little closed off world in this tiny little town and especially with the college you would think that with a college town there'd be a lot of diversity i mean yes there is but it's more the diversity is leaning more towards these mormon people where it's it's so weird because yes there's diversity but they're all kind of the same at the same time you know yeah there's, there's really a um a certain type of person that come well there's two types of people that come to byu you have the kids that you know their parents are like oh well, you know, you got into some minor trouble in your teenage years, like, oh, like your parents found out you had sex or that you smoked or, you know, some of this other stuff. For my parents, oh, you listen to music that's not like country music. I mean, my parents were big sticklers about my music. For the longest time, I wasn't even allowed to listen to music. And I guarantee if we didn't live in Rexburg, they would have sent me to BYU. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel that. And so you have you have those people that are sent here by their parents to like rehabilitate them, I guess would be a yeah kind of a term to use. I guess that's a good term to use, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have you have the people that want to come here because they want to be surrounded by other people who are strong in the church. Mm-hmm. And you never know until it's too late. Oh yeah. You know, you say something wrong to someone and there's just certain things you say to people and depending on how they react you just immediately know what one of those people they are. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I, I play in a band, and so a lot of the people that come to our shows are people who are, they're not people that necessarily chose to come here, you know, because, I mean, we're not in, um, like, we're not heavily explicit. We're not even, like, a heavy band. We write almost, like, alternative music, I guess. But, you know, seeing the people that come out to things like that and, you know, then seeing the people who you tell them about it and they're like, oh uh i don't know yeah i i definitely i can definitely see that and it's so weird i go to your shows and especially the first couple i was like wow i'm actually not the only one that here in this town that's like this we're all just fucking hiding (laughs) the basement is a great place for these people to kind of come out of the woodwork (laughs) and you know i've met some awesome people through the shows that we played the last one that we played before they got they had to postpone all of their shows for a bunch of coding issues because someone reported it i guarantee it was someone from the last show because we had two high school bands that played with us so they had their parents there and i'm not exactly the type of person that you know if if you were a parent of a high school kid and you saw me hanging out at the same place you'd be like i don't know if i want my kids here oh yeah that is for sure I I was kind of confused whenever we were hanging out in the green room and there's just these high schoolers and we're talking about all the things that we're talking about. Oh yeah, it's it's definitely not a, um, well I mean the basement's a great place, everyone should definitely check it out. Oh yeah. But when you go into the green room and you have some of these people hanging out, it's not exactly an awesome setting for a lot of younger people. Mm -hmm. You know, we do, you know, I'm, I'm fucking... 21 I'm, I'm gonna be 22 in less than a month like but you know so i'm having conversations about the type of stuff that you know i wasn't having when i was 15 or 16 mm-hmm. and so I, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing but when you're a parent who says oh well you know i i really wanted my kid to learn to play the piano so they could play in sacrament meeting but they wanted to play the guitar instead but i'm still going to come out and support them yeah and then seeing you know kind of who else is in that scene and then they're like, oh my lord, this oh, is yeah. a problem. 
Oh yeah, that was that was a really big problem with my parents, and then I I just straight up told them like, look, this is what I'm into. This is what I enjoy. This is the scene that I fit into. This is my clique, so to say, so to speak, you know. And they were kind of just like, well, we really don't like this, but you're just gonna keep doing it anyway, so we can't stop you. And I mean, they'd get on my case about it all the time. They they hated all my friends. They would always prefer if my friends came over to the house instead of me going out because they didn't want me being quote unquote influenced or whatever. Like yeah. they'd always tell me. My parents would always say, "You you are you are such you're such in a bad mood whenever you hang out with those people, and you come home and you're all grumpy, you're tired, and you're just not fun to talk to or be around." And they don't realize it's like it's not the people that I'm hanging out with it's other things going on in my life that make me that way and it's yeah. like it's not that I'm trying to be that way it's just kind of a struggle whenever you're dealing with some shit in your life and you can't really balance dealing with it and putting on that fake smile so then that way you seem like you're fine so people don't worry about you and it was always I, I i kept trying to tell them like no it's not them i promise it's just i'm dealing with stuff and they never believed me and it, it was just fucking bullshit that's all i gotta say yeah i definitely had a similar experience my parents would be like well you don't you don't seem great when you come back i'm like well yeah it's because i have to come home yeah exactly <laughs> you yeah. know it's it's oh i was out and i was able to you know kind of be myself for a little while you know talk about things that you know i want to talk about or you know, listen to the type of music that I want to listen to, and then I have to come home and be like, oh, guess, uh, guess I gotta turn all that off and go back to being who they want me to be or who they perceive me to be. Um, and there's definitely a lot of that, <clears throat> you know, throughout these small communities, whether it was at school, even a lot of times I felt like I couldn't express myself in all the ways I wanted to, because I'm like, oh, there's people from my ward here. I remember my parents are very against drinking caffeine. They said never in my household or, you know, some of these other things that, you know, some, and it's not all Mormons, but definitely some Mormon parents tend to do. And I remember like, I would have panic attacks in junior high. Like my buddy would be like, Hey man, happy birthday. I got you a Mountain Dew. I'm like, Oh hell yeah. Thanks dog. And then I'm like, Oh fuck. If someone sees me drinking this, my parents are going to kick me out or <laughs> you know, it's like some, some fairly irrational fears. But oh, yeah, it was because that pressure was put on indirectly or directly from them, especially like parent teacher conferences. I was like, man, I, I have a Mountain Dew in my backpack like almost every day. What if a teacher says something about that to them? They're going to be fucking pissed. Yeah. And so yeah. I I mean, a lot of it was probably self-inflicted, but the, the social pressures of being in a town like this and trying to, you know, fit in and not be ostracized. I mean, that sounds really fucking dramatic, but low key. It is, that, but that's, that's kind of how it is. You yeah. get you almost get shunned to an extent. I mean, in high school, there's a girl in my ward that I didn't really get along with, but I was always like I tried to be like nice enough to her mm -hmm. and I got in so much trouble one day because me and me and my buddy were hanging out and we were talking about some like really shitty music i think we were listening to, like theory of a dead man or something like that oh Just yeah some absolute fucking trash mm -hmm. <laughs> as far as you know lyrical content it's just you know not the type of stuff that you know mormons listen to and they were definitely like almost appalled by it. Oh, oh wow yeah, you definitely you were listening to that. that has swear words in it they're talking about drinking beer and this girl came up to me and approached my friend and said hey i don't know if you should really hang around him like he's not a good influence 
if I remember right, I think I called her a bitch. And then she left and she was crying. And I was like, fuck, dude, what did I do? <laughs> and so that was, you know, that, that wasn't the right thing for me to do. And I, oh, yeah. I ended up going over to her house later and apologizing because I genuinely felt bad about it. But, you know, there, it's this, um, this escalation that happens. Oh, yeah, for sure. For where sure. you get, um, you know, you get people who say, oh, well, you're not quite like us. And so we're going to start pointing it out. And the more we point it out, the more that's going to drive you away. Oh, yeah. Like, why am I going to want to be like these people when you're going out of your way to target those that aren't like you? Mm -hmm. And and again, I don't want to make the assumption that that's everybody because it's not. Oh, yeah. But it is a overwhelming theme that I have noticed in this area. Oh, yeah. Not just this area, too. I um, I, I actually come from Arizona and the small little town that I moved to, I moved there uh, I was in the middle of fifth grade, and I mean, fifth grade, you know, you don't really care about, like, social status and stuff. You find your group of friends, and then you stick with that group of friends, you know, but I lived there until middle school, and then middle school at that point, puberty, hormones, and shit, so you do kind of start caring about the social status, and because I was different, I wasn't this athletic Mormon kid that enjoyed all the other stuff that all these popular kids didn't like. I was cast out. They bullied, honestly, like, trying, not trying to make a pity party for myself, just stating my shit, but they, they bullied me so bad that I'm like, I can't be in public school anymore. I had to go into online school, and it, it was just because simply the fact that I wasn't this little Peter Priesthood rich motherfucker that didn't like the things that they did, and, like, I had my little group of friends, and we were all kind of, we were all kind of being picked on, and targeted and all that shit so we were just the outcasts of the school and i mean i i, I fit the part i will admit i had the baggy jeans with the thrift shop army jacket and my really loose beanie you know i fit the part but doesn't mean you sh you can still do that shit <laughs> oh yeah man up here i i can't even begin to tell you once i hit high school and i kind of had my own money for the first time in my life really that i had you know a fairly decent not like a decent income i i mean my parents gave me like ten dollars a week or some shit mm -hmm. you know not to shit on that that you know, they didn't have to do that. But but um, I remember, like, saving up my money and going to Hot Topic. And oh, yeah. I made my mom take me. And she would go in there and just be like, oh, wow. I, are you sure you want to shop here? We could go to Old Navy. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I wasn't one of these kids that fit into the whole, um, at least up here, you could definitely kind of, I mean, this is a really shitty thing to say. But you could definitely kind of tell who was big into Mormonism and who wasn't. Oh, yeah. As far as, like, oh. That guy's wearing American Eagle or Abercrombie and Fitch. That guy is definitely very strong in the church. Mm -hmm. And I'm wearing my black skinny jeans and my Pierce the Veil t-shirt and my black hoodie. Oh, yeah. And people, like, wouldn't even talk to me. They're like, oh, this is, uh, I don't know. You don't really seem like you're big into the church. And my parents said I shouldn't really associate with people like that. Mm -hmm. And I got into, um, not, I wouldn't say, like, heavy music. At the time, I thought it was heavy music. But I was listening to stuff like um, a lot of Linkin Park. They were my favorite band. Of, I mean, I admit they are still really good. But at the time, I was listening to a lot of that, a lot of Chevelle, Skillet, which is a Christian band, so I don't even know why I got shit for that one. Yeah, that's You know, so people weird. don't even know that they're a Christian band. They just say, oh, they, they have guitars with distortion. Um, That's bad. <laughs> and it's loud. Ooh. Yeah. Which, which is so weird. I've been to church functions where they're playing Skillet, 
before everything starts. And I walk in, and I'm like, yo, this is like they're getting turned up in here. That I can actually <laughs> get real. down with this. <laughs> I was up at um, I was at scout camp. I was up at Treasure Mountain, and they were playing um, they were playing some skillet in the uh, trading post. Mm-hmm. And I was with another guy in my ward, you know, buddy system and all that scout oh, yeah. camp stuff. And I was like, oh, cool, yeah, this, this is good stuff. And he was horrified. <laughs> he was like. He's like, you listen to this type of stuff, right? Like, you're emo, right? <laughs> and I'm oh like, I, and at the time I owned up to it, I was like, yeah, dude, I'm like super emo. You, you don't even know. <laughs> oh. But, you know, people just immediately jump to this conclusion where they say, oh, well, if it's not, I don't even remember. I haven't been to church in so long. I don't remember what they would play at church functions, but a lot of like easy listening music. Yeah. You know, I'm talking like dudes that just play piano and sing or just play guitar and sing. But yeah, so there's definitely that, um, you know, if you're not into all the same things that a lot of people are, and I'm sure that's true everywhere, but oh, at yeah. least here it was such, there was such a divide in that. I ended up associating myself with a lot of these people that earlier on in my school career, you know, in like middle school or whatever, I was like, oh, those are like the bad kids yeah but you know they were the ones that you know even if they didn't listen to the same stuff i did i always had my headphones fucking blaring like you could hear my shit from clear down the hall i was so obnoxious with it but you know there's a lot of these kids that i was like i don't want to say scared of but maybe to an extent at the time oh yeah i would i would at least be nervous i'm like oh man if they're they're gonna try and talk to me oh oh man i don't know about that (laughs) but you know there's some of the like nicest kids to me about it Mm -hmm. they were like oh you're into that stuff hell yeah dude block out the bullshit and i'll be like yeah Oh, you, you can't you can't say that around me. I'm very uncomfortable with that. Oh yeah. But later on in high school I ended up becoming I wouldn't say great friends, but at least, you know, semi good friends with a lot of these people that earlier on in life before I kind of, you know, come to some of these conclusions, I definitely judged harder than I should have. Because mm-hmm. I was like, Oh man, like they don't go to church. I, I can't hang out with them. My parents said I can't hang out with you guys because you're not going to church. And when I kind of went through some of the stuff that I went on especially in high school, you know, there were some of the people that were actually there for me when I was going through stuff. When I was younger, I, especially with school, school gave me such bad anxiety and I had really bad depression. I would talk to my parents about it and my dad's go-to thing would always be like, oh, you've been saying your prayers. Have you been reading the scriptures? That's probably why you feel like this is because you're not doing these things that, you know, we say are the right things to do. And that almost, that definitely helped kind of push me away from it to an extent when I would talk to my friends in the church and say, hey, I'm like really not doing okay right now. And their solution was, well, what are you doing wrong? Yeah. And with oh, yeah. some of these other people, I'd be like, hey man, I'm, I'm really just kind of going through some shit right now. And they were like, oh, well, cool. Let's talk about it. Like, I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. And there, there's definitely people in the church who are, you know, good about things like that. But at least, oh, yeah. at least from my standpoint, it was more difficult to to find those people. And oftentimes, I found them in situations that I wouldn't have normally looked in. And I, I was glad that I was kind of able to overcome some of the stigmas that had been like drilled into my brain about, you know, some of these people. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I definitely get what you're saying. That was kind of. That was a big reason why I kind of left the church was it was I was sitting there like I would ask my church leaders. I'm like, hey, I'm feeling this way. What should I do? And then they were like, oh, have you prayed? Have you been reading your scriptures? Have you been keeping like going to church? Word of wisdom, all that bullshit. And I'm like, yeah, I have. I've been doing it for a while and it's not working. 
what else am I supposed to do? And then they would just say, try harder. That's all they would do. Yeah. It was like, not, I mean, maybe not specifically in those words, but that was the message they were relaying. They would just tell me like, oh, well, keep reading your scriptures, keep pondering, make sure you have, you put your full heart and soul into prayer and you'll find the answer. And I did. I sat there. I, I did give it a good shot. Like, I'm like, okay, well, maybe there is something to this, you know, maybe I'm not actually putting forth my full effort into this. And I would, at least what I thought I would, I was, I thought I was doing my absolute best in that shit. Mm -hmm. And it just wasn't working. Uh, A really cool thing, my seminary teacher, I started talking to him about it because he wasn't in my ward. He was in a different ward. I started talking to him about it and he was giving me all this other advice. He's like, okay, well, that's not working. You know, that that's completely fine. It doesn't work for all the people. And if this church isn't for you, then it isn't for you. And he would suggest, of course, because he's a seminary teacher, that's his job. He would suggest staying on the path of the church and keep holding on and stuff. But he would also tell me that it's like, I completely get it on the other side as well. I've definitely been there. I've had my struggles and I know what it's like. And so instead of just telling me to do it better or do it right or do it more, he would actually sit down and talk to me and talk through all of my problems and stuff and sometimes he wouldn't even tell me church related solutions he would tell me actually where good counseling was how to get medication and actually gave me advice and stuff which i thought was absolutely amazing that's another big thing is like i kind of catch myself doing this and i always think it as like oh well mainly in the church i'm gonna meet people that are just stubborn and stuck up and not gonna like me and but i i always meet that one person or I'm like, oh, well, you're actually pretty chill, and I have to get out of that mindset, which I, it kind of bugs me that I do, but... Yeah, well, it's definitely hard when you grow up in a um, in a culture that is like this, where there's so much pressure to not have anything that's wrong. Oh, yeah. You know, me, I, I definitely had a lot of issues with my dad, because I was being a rebellious shithead, mm-hmm. and he was trying to keep me on the right path, and I was trying to do something else, and there's a lot of times where... You know, we would get into big arguments and he would tell me to leave. So I would end up just like leaving the house, storming out or whatever. And my mom would come after me and definitely some of the neighbors would see. I mean, we fought outside a few times because I would try and leave. And then he would come out and yell at me and I would yell back. And 90% of it's my fault. I'll admit I was definitely, you know, just being a a real shitty teenager, (laughs) which I feel like a lot of people do. But, but, you know, so there would be people in the ward on our street that would see things like that and then they would see us at church on sunday and we're like yep everything's fine Mm -hmm. i i don't know what you're talking about oh no we're good we're good don't don't even trip like we're we're doing our thing just don't worry about it My, my main resolution was when i was finally old enough to move out you know i was living on my own i was able to do my own thing and my parents were willing to accept the decisions that I had made and the choices that you know I thought were right for my life. And honestly, things are great between me and my family right now. I'm I'm glad that I can still have them around and they, they do still help me out. And I definitely am I'm working very hard to kind of get over some of these because as much as I had stigmas in the church about people who were outside of it, I found myself reversing that and I got to a point where I had so many different stigmas about people in the church that I wasn't willing to give them a fair shot. And I realized that I kind of had to um, get past that for myself. But so let's move on to 
one of the other things I feel like we've talked about Mormonism for a minute here. And, <laughs> a little bit. You know, bit. I, yeah. I, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to come across too hard on these guys. But, you know, as we're just kind of trying to discuss the culture of um, the other big thing that I notice is a lot of Republicans, a lot of authoritarianism. And me, I'm I'm very left wing and I'm very libertarian. I think that, you know, the federal government doesn't really need to do shit. Like states should kind of be in charge of that stuff. And I sound real fucking dumb saying this. I don't want to just go on a political rant for this whole fucking thing. <laughs> but, you know, when a, when a lot of people I know kind of found out that I went away from being a conservative and I kind of opened my mind to some of these different ideas, you know, that's, that's something that, you know, people don't see on the face, mm-hmm. but when you get talking to them, then it kind of it can turn into an issue it doesn't have to but i have noticed with people around here it tends to be an issue you know i'm on facebook all the fucking time because i'm 95 years old but but, you know i see a lot of people around here posting about oh well biden got elected so now we're basically living in a communist society and i'm like dude i fucking wish we could live in a communist (laughs) society and I've, i've got into some debates i won't say arguments because i i try not to be shitty to people online i try and get to solutions or common ground and but a lot of people especially through the past four years and with this election i'm seeing a lot of people who are from here going on about you know all these different types of things so being a leftist living in a rural conservative town has definitely been a interesting experience for me what, what would you say are kind of some of the things that you've noticed along those lines i mean i know your family is very conservative your oh, grandpa yeah. has talked my ear off about <laughs> politics so many times unwarranted too like oh, I'll, yeah. I'll just be hanging out like i was over there for dinner and we were um you know we we're just waiting for food to be done he was like well, you see, the problem with these liberals, and there was just no out of nowhere, context, no out of nowhere, whatsoever. and I just kind of oh. just sit there and be like, oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, 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 dude, that's, that's unfortunate. So I think he said something about like socialism or something and how it's going to ruin the country. And me and Ben just kind of looked at each other at the same time with this look like, uh, yeah, I had to try so hard not to laugh, like not to be rude, but I was like, oh yeah, I was like, yeah. I was like, man, if only you knew, like, oh yeah, it's kind of just the irony of the situation, being like, I'm kind of down for that shit. Yeah, low key, but, and I mean, like, personally, I'm more of an anarchist. Fuck the government. Fuck capitalism. Eat the rich type bullshit. You know, I don't care about government whatsoever. I'm not even fucking registered to vote. I that that's how much I don't give a shit. But it's I'd I'd rather live in a socialist society than what the whatever the fuck we're living in now, you know. And it's just and um to go back to the question that you were saying, the people around here, I don't know the people that I've run into. I mean the the uh, the biggest thing that I can think of the, that guy in fucking Taco Bell. Oh yeah, oh anti masker. Yeah. <laughs> we were uh, we were in Taco Bell. He uh, Ben just finished up practice with his band, so we were like, yo, let's go grab something to eat and we were sitting there we went inside we had we all had our masks and i mean personally i live with my grandparents so i have to be extra cautious so i don't catch it so then they don't because it could be really bad for them so i always make sure i have a mask and stuff so like we were just chilling waiting in line and this guy comes in with his family they didn't they weren't wearing masks and so they go up to the counter and then the employee was like we can't i'm sorry we can't serve you you don't have a mask we need to ask you to leave and he got so upset, he just started screaming, we're like, fuck this shit, fuck masks, fuck all of you. And then he uh, he pointed out some other customers that had already ordered, 
and I think they ordered through the app or whatever. So they they were just running in, and the order was uh, running late or something. And they were just chilling there, but they didn't have masks on because they ordered through the app, and then they thought they weren't gonna be there that long. And so mm-hmm. they were just waiting. And this uh, this other guy he comes in, and he's like, "Well, why aren't why aren't they waiting wearing any masks?" And the employees told him, "It was like, well, their order is just taking a little longer. They order from the app. It's fine." And he was just so fucking butthurt and shit. And as he was walking out, like he was just fuck this place, fuck fuck fuck, you know, just yelling. And this other guy in line, he's like, what are you, five years old? And the guy got so butthurt, he turns around, and he's just, fuck you, man. I was I was so surprised, because this guy was, you know, some, you know, I don't want to be judging people too hard. But he's that kind of guy, like I talked about earlier, the um, the return missionary type, type guy, where he's like, you know, he's got the short haircut, he's wearing glasses, he's in there with his wife, he's probably never sworn in his life. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, man, you're going head to head with this guy. Yeah. Like this 6'6 six, six white dude with fucking dreadlocks and a beard. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh my God. And this guy was in there with his family too, just causing yeah. a scene. Fucking embarrassing. I would have been so, if I was his wife, I would have definitely reconsidered after that but she's probably on board with the same shit too a lot oh, of probably are... yeah fucking <laughs> birds of a feather flock together oh, or whatever yeah. The f- yeah that was that was definitely yeah and like here we don't have like it, it's not insanely strict like mask regulation mm-hmm. which i'm gonna put down to it being a more conservative area and also you know people are more spread out there's fewer of us here so there are businesses that take a bit more leniency with their policies i mean i try and begin wear one i don't always have one on me and then i'm always like oh fuck okay I, I went down to game pulse the other day to look at magic cards and they had a sign that said masks required and i was like oh i don't have mine on me and the guy was like oh you don't need one but if you want one i've got some and you can have one i was there, like oh there you go thanks yeah. dude you know like i i'm trying to do my part just to be courteous it, oh yeah it's, it's like the same thing as wearing pants you know i'm not gonna yeah. i'm not gonna be waving my dick around in taco bell because that's just fucking rude. Exactly, and so yeah. I'm going to wear a mask just not to be rude. And there are people that get affected by this. But, you know, whether whether you believe in it or not, it's just a courtesy thing, I feel oh, yeah. like. But... Well, and it's, it, it's so weird. You would think that the basic human decency with all with the pandemic and all of that, I feel like masks have just become a part of that, you know? Yeah. Because you don't know how other people are. You don't know if someone else has a compromised immune system. You don't know if, like, they could just fucking die if they get the cold or something, you know? Oh, yeah. Because there, there's people out there, and you just don't know unless you actually know them personally and they've told you. So you just kind of have to be, I guess, prepared. I guess, uh, That's the yeah. best word I can think of. But, and honestly, like, wearing a mask, if you're going to go run into the store, what, you're going to be there, what, 10, 15 minutes tops? It's... No, yeah, like it's, it's not a huge deal. deal. Yeah, you, you, uh, you heard about that guy where he, um... He smoked like two packs of cigarettes, put uh-huh. on a mask, and then ran a five k. And he was like, "All right, if I can do this shit, y'all fuckers can breathe through the mask." Yeah, it's like you can wear it to Walmart for twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like because all these people that are saying like, "Oh, I can't breathe," blah blah blah. Like, have you actually put on a mask? I mean, yeah, it's kind of it's a hassle, especially if you're wearing glasses. But you can still breathe. It's not like it's an airtight seal on your face. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't love wearing a mask. I'm oh, not. Yeah. I'm not like, oh hell yeah, dude, this is the shit. I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna be courteous. Like that's really all it comes down to for me. Oh yeah, is you know, if it's the same as wearing any other piece of clothing, I I can't walk around with my tits out. 
so I I shouldn't walk around with my face out during a pandemic. Exactly, yeah. But a lot of people here tend to have a, a real big issue with that. I've seen so many people I went to high school with posting about, oh, well, I went to Costco without a mask, and they told me they were going to cancel my membership. Thanks, socialism. And I'm like, you, you guys don't know what socialism is. You really don't. No. And that's that's the thing is I feel like we're practically living in the fucking 80s again in Rexburg, you know, the way that, oh, communism, oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> the way that God. people are reacting to these things that are not even le- like poli- should not be political issues. Oh, no, not at all. And it's interesting to me to see that it's been divided politically. But, yeah, so those are kind of some of the things that about people here is you know you have the strong mormonism you have the strong republican sentiments i guess one more thing and i feel like you're more of an expert on this than me so i'm curious to get your input on this but for people who are um people who are in the um lgbt community Mm -hmm. living in a town like this where it's you know just straight white republican mormons everywhere and then if I if I had a dollar for every homophobic joke that I heard on a daily basis, I could quit my job. Oh like, yeah, same. It's I mean, fucking insane. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not one of those people where it's like, if someone says it calls me a fiend or whatever or says a homophobic joke to me, I'm not gonna be all butt hurt and shit and getting in their faces so like, oh, you can't say that, blah 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 blah. Like, I know how to take a fucking joke, you know? Yeah. And uh, like. With my homies and all of that, they even me myself, I make gay jokes, they make gay jokes, but I know it's all in good fun. They don't mean anything by it, you know. So I'm like, all right, whatever, it's fucking chilling. This is funny as shit. But when it's when it's the people that actually mean offense, you know, where it's just like, okay, now I have a problem. And low key, it's just like I kind of don't tell people around here, you know, because then I don't know why, but they'll start treating me different. Like I need help or something. I mean, honestly, I need help, <laughs> but <laughs> but it's just like I need help because I'm fucking gay, and it it, it sucks, you know. I I wish it was like I can I just vibe. I'm a human being like you. It's not like I'm shoving my sexuality down your throat. Yeah. I know you're not that way, so I'm not gonna force you to be that way. You let me be me. I'll let you be you. But they have to take it to this whole other level where they say it's like oh it's against the church. I can't do you can't do that that's not you're you're going to hell and i'm like well yeah i'm probably going to hell anyway but not for that reason yeah, yeah but promise that's, that's you that. besides the point <laughs> no um something that was really interesting my senior year at madison high school we so we had clubs at the school like if you wanted to start a club in the school you could do that if you had a teacher that was willing to be like the supervisor or head of that club mm-hmm. so like we had like a um like we had a robotics club, there was a mountain biking club, a skiing club, and it got interesting the year after I left. So, so my senior year, 2017, they um they started a LGBT club at the high school. And you know, they didn't really bother anyone. It was just for, you know, students who were part of that community going to the high school that felt ostracized because it, I mean, I got ostracized just for liking different music than people and you know dressing like a fucking emo piece of shit <laughs> so i can't even imagine you know what some of these other kids put up with i mean i saw it to an extent you know the way that they would get treated so they started a club for that as like a support thing which oh yeah i'm like if that's what you want to do 
fucking do it. I don't see why that should be an issue. Mm -hmm. But the year after I left, the school decided that nobody could have clubs. Because they were not allowed to discriminate against... Well, and I think they're back now because I've seen posters there because I work there. Mm -hmm. And they have a poster outside one of the rooms advertising that club. But um, yeah, the year after I left, they um, said that nobody could have clubs because they didn't want to have the LGBT club at the high school anymore. But they couldn't tell just that one group they couldn't have a club. So they said nobody can have clubs. And that was something I had a buddy who was still in high school at the time that um, I played in a band with. And he would tell me about all of it because it was it was a big thing for a few weeks where they tried to ban that club and they weren't allowed to. So they said, okay, nobody can have clubs. And there was outrage from all the other students who weren't allowed to be in clubs anymore. And they pointed a lot of that at these kids who were in the LGBT plus club. And it was really weird to me to see a school district or I guess it was specifically the principals at the school or I don't fucking know whose decision it was but that they were willing to cancel that and then just let these students who were already who only made the club because they felt like they didn't really fit in Mm -hmm. and now you've essentially put a target on their backs saying oh nobody can have clubs now because you guys wanted to have your club yeah. And I saw a bunch of people who had already graduated or people that were still in school that I had on Facebook talking about how, oh, man, these fucking gay kids got clubs taken out of school. It was really shitty to me to see that, um, you know, they were already not accepted and then they got like almost villainized. Oh, yeah. And I see that not just in the schools, but outside of the schools and the community as a whole to an oh. extent. Oh, yeah it's it's a really big problem like um whenever i'm talking to my grandparents and everything like they see all the stuff that i'm doing and they always tell me they're like well if you keep doing that you're not going to be able to get a job i'm like well yeah i'm not here but if i went to a big city i could easily get a job even if i do have even if i'm gay even if i have facial piercings even if i have dyed hair even if i have hand tattoos yeah the tattoos in general like if you've grown up here if you've lived here long enough or if you're already in that mental state, uh, like in the older generation, mm-hmm. like the entire older generation. I mean, you have those outliers. Every group does. Yeah. But it's that older generation and the people that lived here all their lives and raised their kids here. It's they can't get out of the small town um, mentality and they don't think about other things or it's like, oh, well, here you can't do this and this and this if you have X, Y, Z. But then I'm like, well... I can go to a different, uh, I can go to a big city, I can literally have face tattoos, hand tattoos, my whole body can be tattooed, and I can still be the CEO of a company. And that, that's the thing they, they don't see, or if they do see it, they, they just criticize it, or it's like, oh, that shouldn't be in place, we need people that have good morals, and are straight edge, and all of that, and it's like, you know, honestly, the nicest people I've met have been the ones that are tatted up, have all these, like, have big fucking stretched earlobes for their gauges, have holes in their fucking cheeks, lips, you know, for all these different kinds of piercings, and they're the nicest fucking people ever. Oh, yeah. I, um, I got really into the, um, the local music scene my, in my senior year. My parents finally allowed me to go to concerts, or they at least didn't stop me, mm-hmm. <laughs> when before it was, oh, well, if you, you, you know, if you need money for this, we're not going to give it to you, if you need a ride, we're not going to give you a ride, oh, yeah, and 
I spent a lot of time in Idaho Falls because that's where most of the music scene for the stuff I was into at the time, a lot of heavier stuff, hardcore stuff in general was, you know, kind of popping off. Mm -hmm. And those people were insanely accepting of me. And I didn't even have tattoos at the time. I didn't even have piercings. I was just a fucking shithead who liked heavy music. And I was just hanging out, having a good time with these people. And I started playing in a band in 2018. So right after I'd graduated, I started playing in a heavy metal band. And I would ask, you know, my either my friends or my parents, like, hey, you, sh- you should come to my show. That would be really cool if you could come to support me. I might even be able to get you in for free. Like, I just, you know, I want to have people there, like, sharing this cool moment with me. Oh, yeah. And I never got a single fucking person to come. <laughs> because, yeah. you know, they look at that and they say, oh, this is like, you know, they've really demonized a lot of that stuff in their minds. But, you know, you go as far as Idaho Falls, 25 miles, and you see people getting jobs that have hand tattoos and have face piercings and all these other things. Oh, yeah. And so it's interesting to see that it's you don't even have to go that far to find. Yeah, you really don't. You know, acceptance in these things when here it's, you know, it's abhorrent. They fucking lose their shit as soon as they see you doing anything that's not within their status quo oh yeah um i think what was it that charlie said about uh idaho falls it was like idaho falls it's just all the people that came from rexburg that didn't give a shit about it or something something like that yeah (laughs) idaho falls is basically just like the rejects of rexburg oh yeah and they just kind of (laughs) colonize yeah shit we're sitting at about an hour do you have anything else i mean i'm gonna edit it so we'll have well let me say this uh isn't the best living here, but we make do. We're ourselves, and we deal with the shitheads that don't like us. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and that's that's the biggest thing with living here is, you know, although there is kind of the main, you know, culture, the big block of straight Mormon Republican people, you get, there are a lot of, <clears throat> Rexburg has a seedy underbelly <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> of, you know, of some, you know, some really cool people, and honestly, it's not... It's not as bad of a place as I'm making it sound in this. I know I kind of went off on a bit of a negative approach with this, but this is kind of the reality for, you know, all of us that are not in the mainstream of life here. Oh yeah. Um all right, do you want to do you want to plug anything, you know, Twitter, Instagram, any uh, shit like that? I mean, if you really want my Twitter, it's I'm so fresh 339 no caps, just a bunch of shit posting when I'm fucked up. So, you know, <laughs> that's always fun. You can find me on Twitter at Notorious Thick. It's N-O-T-O-R-I-O-U-S-T-H-I-C-C, no caps, no spaces. I post memes. I post about music and leftism. So, just the most boring fucking shit I could ever do. Um, hopefully soon, you know, if if we do figure some shit out with this, um, we'll get a Facebook page going, maybe an Instagram. I don't know yet, but I might fuck around and yeah, we'll fuck around and find out. Look, I know your job is hard and you don't make much dough. I see you out there every day in the sleet in the snow, and every time I'm driving by you.
I wake up every day feeling so successful. Another day getting paid, pushing the pencil. Sun on my face, Keurig in my cup. Sports Center on TV, turn it up. Everything is pleasant, I'm living a bit of heaven. It inevitably ends abruptly at 11. That's when I hear his evilness. It's that piece of shit up in the eagle whip. That mailman knew he came to ruin my life. I'm sure paying bills while I'm doing tonight He's got the steering wheel on the British side And every time I see him I'm sad he didn't die Six days a week this dude's at my place I try to be gone so I don't see his face But the mail's waiting for me when I do get home Is it the bills for the phone or the student loans? I can't wait He's the nicest of folk But I wanna put a knife in his throat Brought me a letter saying my license revoked You're a douche I wanna find you while you're doing your route I wanna buy a deuce deuce and put two in your boot You make me wanna go psycho, postal, on you You're my arch nemesis and I don't feel bad Cause I know you got benefits Sorry dude, I don't know what to say Every envelope you give me, I just throw them away Trash I don't know why I take this shit Knew I should've signed up for paperless And I know that my bills be three weeks late Cause of what you give me, I'm not sleeping great And you could probably find a job of equal pay But I know you like to ruin other people's days And I'm friends with the UPS man Cause everything he gives me is something I want uh -huh. Next thing, guess who shows up, man? Who? It's you with the bill for that's something I bought You're the reason why I never ever borrow a loan nah. Stay far from my home unless you call him alone And if I do say hi, it's a snarling tone And if I gotta pay a bill, I'll just call my phone and go